Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artist's work, and listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Sonia melikova Rach. Sonia grew up and received her education in Moscow, Russia, where she was trained as an artist and architect. She came to the United States in 1987 and has been living in San Francisco ever since. At different times, she's worked as an architect, graphic artist, art curator, and interior designer, and later in life, she discovered photography, but her training as an artist and architect remains present in her works, which often resemble painted or drawn media. Well, good morning, Sonia, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being on the show today, and let's start off by having you tell the audience just a little bit more about yourself, Sonia. Well, as you already mentioned, I was... Um, born and uh, grew up and received my education in arts uh, in Moscow, what was then uh, the Soviet Union. And uh, it was a pretty comprehensive uh, education um, because uh, I started really as a young child. Um, I already um, attended uh, some art classes. Contrary to my grandmother's dream uh, to make uh, me uh, a ballerina, uh, that didn't happen because um, (laughs) uh, I I dropped out of ballet school and got into arts at the age of 10. And um, then uh, when I was already in the eighth grade, uh, I... um, uh, I entered a special uh, school in Moscow. It was a pretty unique school, which uh, basically on the base of a high school, it was a day art school with very good training. And um, uh, that um, I, that was for three years. And parallel to um, parallel to studying at that school, in the last year, 11th year, I already uh, pretty much... Um, was resolved uh, to enter Moscow Architectural Institute, and that uh, uh, required uh, entry exams in painting and uh, drawing, and so I had to take additional preparation courses just to take the exams. And then uh, six years in in the architectural school uh, followed. Um, 
and Moscow State Architectural School, I must say, uh, now they call it Architectural Academy. In my time, they called it Institute. It's uh, mm -hmm. the most prestigious architectural school in Russia. Um, you can say it's a graduate school on par with graduate programs in architecture in Harvard or Art Institute of Chicago or Rhode Island School of Design. So it was good training. Mm -hmm. And so my original career was as, as an architect. And uh, later I worked as a graphic artist, art curator, interior designer. And uh, later in life I discovered uh, photography and um, I became especially interested in digital photography as a medium when the large-scale inkjet printing arrived uh, in the late 90s, early 2000. Uh, it became possible to print uh, your work in, on large scale, and that uh, intrigued me, and that's how I got into photography. I always was a decent photographer, but not a professional photographer per se. But uh, now it's already about 15 years that I have been doing it professionally. I exhibit locally and nationally. I have been a winner in many jury exhibits. I had several solo exhibits, um, uh, one in the Bank of America headquarters here in San Francisco, one in San Francisco Zen Center, mm -hmm. and currently there is a um, solo exhibit of my works at San Francisco Jewish Library. Well, my works were acquired for public and private collections, and um, what is very important for me, my works were featured at the photography section of San Francisco Chronicle, Shadow and Light Magazine of Art Photography, Creativity Quarterly Journal of Art and Design, Diffusion Journal of Unconventional Photography, and most recently at Your Daily Photograph Project. That's a project by uh, Duncan Miller Gallery in San Francisco. It's a very prestigious venue featuring classic and contemporary photographers. Well, I know photography is front and center with your art today. Do you still, though, do paintings or drawings, or is it strictly just photography from an At artistic At this time, standpoint? it's strictly photography, um, uh, true. But uh, I kind of push boundaries of photography because of my original mm -hmm. training as an artist and as an architect. I use photography as my tool, but uh, some, uh, sometimes I, uh, some part of my uh, work uh, uh, part of the body of my work is just straight photography where digital um, improvisation, digital manipulation is not involved at all. But there is another part, uh, some of it represented on the gallery's uh, website, uh, which involves digital manipulation. And there I kind of go my fantasy go and I use my original <laughs> skills as an artist uh, rather than photographer. So I, in a way, um, I feel that my involvement in art um, uh, had some continuity, even though I did change my medium. Well, that is true in looking at uh, the different styles of photography that you have on our gallery. But, uh, let's walk the audience through the process you go through with your art, it depends on where you're, what type of um, image you're, you're going to create. But uh, just 
give us an idea of the process you go through. Well, looking at what's represented at um, at the gallery's um, uh, website online, uh, I do two types of work. Uh, as I said, mm -hmm. one is straight photography, and um, uh, you can uh, look at uh, the group called Steps uh, as a good example. And uh, Steps come uh, from the uh, portfolio called Concrete, uh, uh, which is... Uh, interesting um, to mention that um, uh, the word concrete, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a pun, it's a play on words uh, because concrete is a material of the objects that I photograph uh, for this portfolio and also uh, it's a reference to the art movement early in the 20th century. It's a kind of similar to constructivism and uh, this is something that influenced my idea when creating this series, Steps. So Steps is a straight photographer, just as is. Uh, there is uh, very little digital editing involved and no digital manipulation at all. Um, there may be some just touching up or clearing up a little bit, but uh, no manipulation whatsoever. Um, and in, in this series, like in many of my other um, works, I prefer muted colors, uh, I use only natural light, and I shoot almost exclusively in gray clouded weather. Uh, this allows me to avoid shadows and extreme contrast, and at the same time, it is uh, the best weather for picking up the subtle variations of color. And just to amuse you, uh, sometimes um, we, um, you know, drive somewhere with the idea that I will be photographing something that I have in mind, and we arrive on location, and other people are getting out of their cars, and everybody admires beautiful Californian sunny day, and I mm -hmm. say gloomily, well, the day is ruined. It's sunny. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right. Uh, so uh, this is for my photography per se, but the other work, type of work, and um, going back to what's um, uh, represented on, on, on the website, uh, if you take a look at the group called Wheels, uh, they okay. come from uh, my portfolio called uh, Circle of Motion. Um, when you look at them, you wouldn't even think of them as photography at all. Uh, I guess we should call it uh, photo-based art, uh, which is very different. It's very important to make a distinction with a computer-generated art. It's, it has nothing to do with computer graphics because mm -hmm. uh, these images are based on my own original photographs, uh, but then they're digita digitally transformed. Uh, these, are, these are improvisations based on my original photographs. And usually I, for those I use architectural mo motifs or uh, very often some very inconspicuous objects uh, as long as they have interesting colors or expressive textures, interesting patterns. And here I really push the boundaries of proper photography. Uh, but I do not manipulate the base image to the point that it would lose any qualities that only photography can capture. 
I very faithfully preserved the lighting, colors, textures of the photographed objects. And uh, digitally, I, you can say, rebuilt only the form. And the idea is uh, to result uh, in a, to eventually to achieve uh, some abstract or even surreal image uh, where the original object is not recognizable, yet all the qualities of the photograph, the natural lighting, colors, etc., are still preserved. Well, Sonia, let's talk about the series steps for a minute and tell the audience what inspired you to do that series. Uh, well, if you will allow me, um, um, I would like um, to quote a couple of lines um, uh, from the most beloved Russian poet of the first part of the 20th century. Uh, her name is Anna Akhmatova. Uh, she had a poem called Secrets of the Craft, and she wrote, If only you knew what, from what trash Poetry grows innocent of shame, and uh, this is uh, th this strikes strikes a chord with me uh, uh, very much because uh, indeed I find a sudden inspiration in a pile of trash or fragment of a decaying wall, a rusty fence, and in this case broken stairs, uh, just anywhere that I can find some interesting colors and textures. And uh, I'm obsessively looking uh, for objects like that. And I was lucky enough to discover that along the Californian coast, uh, we have uh, a number of abundant forts that were built uh, uh, early in the 20th century uh, during the First World War, and then again uh, the new, um, the another number of the forts was built during the Second World War. Uh, expecting Japanese invasion, I guess. And these forts have been abandoned. They were built uh, of the material that you can hardly consider precious. Uh, they were built uh, of cement and concrete, uh, and that's where the name of the portfolio comes, concrete. And they're just standing there pretty much deteriorating, falling apart, and looking... Uh, objectively very ugly. Uh, but for me, it was a treasure trove. It, I was like in a candy store. There were so many shapes and forms, and the mm. idea of making um, dilapidated uh, concrete steps looking as something um, almost uh, uh, ephemeral, um, not connected with anything practical uh, and useful, uh, that was my inspiration for this series. And, of course, the geometry also was a big attraction because <clears throat> going back to my training uh, in, uh, in Moscow as an architect in Moscow uh, Architectural Institute, uh, that school um, was actually goes back to 1920s, and at that time, it was called Futimas, and uh, such celebrated Russian avant-garde artists uh, like Malevich and uh, Lisitsky uh, worked there and taught there. And even though I was a student at that school many decades later, uh, it was still um, 
you could still sense the influence of Russian uh, avant-garde and uh, um, uh, the movement of um, Russian constructivism still was very influential at that time because our professors were students of those uh, celebrities. And that still stays with me. And when I saw these uh, broken uh, forts uh, with their, basically there was nothing left but geometry. They, they were abstractions uh, already. I, all I had to do is just capture it. Well, I agree. The geometry, I think, is what drew me in on on the on that series. I like the just the whole concept there and. And just you can look at it, and you start seeing different different aspects of it, <laughs> which is very interesting. Well, Sonia, let's also talk about the uh, other series you have on the gallery entitled Wheels, which is very different from uh, the other one. Tell us your inspiration for the series. Well, as I mentioned, Wheels uh, is uh, those are not direct uh, straight photographs; they are reworked original photographs, and it's also only a smaller group from a larger portfolio called Circle of Motion. And uh, these images, uh, um, I was inspired by early 20th century uh, kinetic structures and paintings by Robert Delaunay. Uh, they're called uh, simultaneous disks. And uh, uh, those were practically first uh, fully abstract, non-objective paintings of the 20th century. Uh, together with his wife, Sonia Delaunay, they co-founded uh, the uh, art movement called Orphism. Uh, and it was known for strong colors and geometric shapes, uh, and they were fully abstract. By the way, the word Orpheism actually comes from uh, the word Orpheus and means mysterious and poetic, and that mm -hmm. was inspirational. Um, <clears throat> so in this case, uh, I uh, used uh, some of my own photographs of architectural objects or just some very, very mundane objects but that... Those that, but they had some interesting textures and colors. Um, so I thought, what else can I do with them? You know, as a, as a photograph of architectural house, uh, it was like a document, like a record. Okay, this is the house that somebody else built, uh, and I'm recording this house. Uh, Good as it was, it it was not enough. I felt I wanted to do something else with that. And as a result, um, I created... First, I started with architectural objects, transforming them into these wheels, so-called. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I um, pushed it further, and so you can see that some images are fully abstract and not recognizable mm -hmm. at all. Well, Sonia, you mentioned you have several different series. Is there a place that the listeners could go to view uh, all of your different uh, photography series? Uh, yes, uh, thank you for asking. Um, uh, you could go uh, to my uh, personal website, uh, art.soniamelnikova.com, my first name, last name together, art.soniamelnikova.com. 
And there uh, you can see actually one more, a very large group of images not presented uh, currently at the gallery side that are very important uh, for me too. These are works that reflect my affinity with Japanese art and especially with the Japanese philosophy and aesthetics of wabi-sabi. Uh, I don't know if your listeners uh, have ever heard of it. Uh, it's a in very interesting concept. Uh, Wabi-sabi philosophy focuses on the transient nature of things. And Wabi-sabi aesthetics reverse the beauty in old things uh, on all the imperfections that occur with old age. And that was very attractive to me. As I mentioned, I... Uh, use mute, mute colors. I often photograph old things, old buildings, um, and just old items. And uh, this uh, inspired me uh, along the way together also, oh, by the way, with the art of Andy Goldsworthy, who I'm sure he loves Wabi Sabi too, even though I never had a chance to ask him about that. But he creates this, uh, he calls them ephemeral works, uh, he finds things in nature, uh, stones, twigs, leaves, uh, flowers, even ice and snow. And um, he creates uh, these uh, works of art in nature that very often, uh, very quickly, very soon after he creates them, they are destroyed by nature. You can see it in a wonderful documentary. It's called The Rivers and Tides, Working with Time. And there he explains his philosophy that brings together appreciation of the natural world and fascination with time and uh, ephemeral existence of objects. And I was struck how, when I watched him, how undisturbed he was uh, watching his work, artworks being destroyed by nature. And uh, that goes along, uh, that also inspired me very much to create a series in, in the line of Wabi Sabi with things that are on the brink of extinction or in their last stage of being destroyed. Uh, I also appreciate Andy Goldsworth's saying, in all my work, whether it's only a leaf on a rock, I'm trying to get beneath the surface appearance of things. And uh, th this is a very inspirational quote for me. Well, mentioning that, is there any other artists uh, or photographers that have influenced uh, your work as well? I love <laughs> photographing still lives, and in in that reg uh, in that regard, uh, I'm very much influenced uh, by the Italian mid 20th century artist Giorgio Morandi. I even created a series mm -hmm. of uh, still lives called uh, Tribute to Morandi and Homage to Morandi. Well, we are getting close to the end of the show, Shania. There is a question I always like to ask the guests, and that would be advice that you would give to someone who's just getting into the art business. Uh, well, to tell you honestly, um, even uh, though I have been living in this country for 30 years, um, I'm still um, uh, kind of getting used to the idea of art as business. <laughs> and um, yes, uh, of course you have uh, to run it as business, but it's it's a, it's a, it's a hard one. And um, uh, as I mentioned before, 
Um, I received very comprehensive training, and that uh, would be the first thing that I would advise um, the starting artists to start as early in life as they can, to devote their entire life to art. It doesn't have to be the same uh, type of art, but uh, it takes all your life. It's not something that you can do on the side, and training is very important. Mm -hmm. Well, I know you have a, uh, a lot of your art in galleries, and you've done exhibitions. How do you go about uh, promoting your, your work so that you can get it out in these venues? Well, I have been, um, and I still do, I uh, have been submitting my work uh, to numerous um, uh, jury shows, um, and mm -hmm. uh, um, a lo a local and international, national and international. And uh, for me, uh, jury shows, um, it's a, it's a two-pronged uh, tool in a way. It's on one uh, hand, if you win, and I, I have been a winner in a large number of um, of the jury shows. If you win, you get exposure. Uh, but um, it's also a, a tool for uh, validation in a way. Uh, uh, it's a once in a while uh, uh, you get somebody's opinion. Uh, whether it's good or not good, uh, and it keeps you on track. It keeps you uh, uh, because uh, you know photography is a very uh, uh, lonely involvement. You are usually there by yourself, and um, you work with you do the post production of your work, uh, of your images, and uh, you're partial. You get in, you you fall in love with some, and you hate other. And you 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 need somebody outside um, to be the judge, and that's why I recommend jury shows uh, very much. But then thing one one thing led to another, and I uh, was uh, uh, then invited their so-called invitational exhibits when uh, somebody from the gallery invites you to be a part of a group exhibit. And then one thing leads to another, and of course, uh, individual shows, solo shows, is the best way to show your work. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't always have to be a commercial venue. Uh, for example, right now, my current uh, show is uh, at San Francisco Jewish Library. It's called it's called Haiku and Prayers, where Jewish and Japanese converge. Uh, it's an interesting concept, and I don't think you have enough time for me to tell you all about it. But what I want to mention, unfortunately, uh, yes, uh, it's it, it, it's a popular show. It gives you good exposure. Uh, you meet people uh, re interested in art, and this is just as important as achieving uh, the moment when your work sells. Uh, you cannot be always focused on just commercial side of this business. Well, that's very good advice and uh, great information uh, for, for artists that are out there looking at ways to promote their art. And, Sonia, I want to thank you for joining us today on An Artist Speaks. Thank you very much for having me. Our pleasure, and I certainly enjoyed speaking with you today. And just want to let you know that we love your art and can't wait to see more of your fantastic photography on the gallery. Thank you. I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. 
And again, to view Sonia Melnikova Wraith's art and to listen to this interview, just come to Contemporary Art Gallery Online and click on the featured artist and go to Sonia's name. I also want to let all the artists listening in today know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibitions. To enter your art, just click on the art competition tab and follow the prompts. And while you're there, you can check out all of our upcoming competitions and exhibitions. And if you're an architect, an interior designer, or just a lover of art who likes to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls, then visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. So please sign up so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. An Artist Speaks every other Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll meet again in two weeks. But next Saturday, at the same time, be sure to listen to our show, The Business of Art, hosted by artist and published author Sharon Hawkshaw, as she shares tips and ideas on how artists can grow their business. Again, thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.